ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 11, one, one. We got the double ones here today on the podcast. It is Sunday night, a late Sunday night. I screwed everything up with bandits today, but the Manitowoc bandits have won the 2021 play ball tournament, the first ever play ball tournament. They beat branch 4-0 and then beat little shoot. It was bandits versus the bandits in the finals. They beat little shoot 7 to zero, two shutouts, two beautiful wins by this Bandits team. They are your 2021 Play Ball Tournament champions. What an honor. I mean, that it was a long day, and I didn't even think they were going to get the games in because of the rain, but played through it, made the most of it, and they won the tournament. So that said, a long-winded introduction. My name is Jordan Lorenz, and I'm joined side, alongside, side? I'm joined alongside the one and only Drew Skyberg. It's great to be back. Uh, you know, episode 11, we just had that great interview last Thursday with the Bucks Believer. Make sure to su- subscribe if you haven't. And we got a few more things out coming your way with the Summer Sports Spectacular, June 2nd. Boy, oh boy, it is getting close. We got to start We gotta start getting on that. I mean, I was going to propose a date to you when we started recording, but it's over a week. It's a week and a half away, basically, at this point. We are getting close. I cannot wait. I start some summer classes today, so that'll be fun. Nice little four-week classes. But like Drew said, that Bucks Believer interview, boy, oh boy. If not the best thing we've done, it is up there. Top three, that March Madness. Um, I mean, those are the best two right out of the gate. I think our Robert Schimmick interview is pretty good. I thought episode 10 was spectacular. So we've got a lot of things up there. And my goodness, the YouTube views on episode 10 through the roof i don't know where this came from but we are doing big numbers on youtube and keep it that way subscribe to us on there and we got an instagram drew jordan drew underscore underscore right that's the word underscore sports crew yep i mean it is we're gonna post a lot of stuff thank you all for following us already on there i think we got 20 some followers and a mighty 23 followers we have right now Let's go. That's not bad. That's not bad. It's a good little start. And Apple Podcast, I'm going to look right now. I'm not sure if we reached 20 reviews yet, but we are close. We are at 19. Oh, we're still oh. at 19. You guys are really bringing us down. Only 19 Apple Podcast reviews. Get us to 20 Let's after go. this episode. We had three podcasts last week. We had the UFC recap, episode 10, and the Bucks interview. We are putting out the content and coming soon, summer sports spectacular so follow up from last week it was the yankees and the browns in on this day and we were like who are the browns what are these browns teams and i did a little research the st louis browns were a major league baseball team that originated in milwaukee wisconsin so i mean i don't know how we didn't know that but it says the brewers moved to st louis after the 1901 season where they played 52 years as the st louis browns so Obviously, St. Louis Browns are no longer. It is the St. Louis Cardinals, but that is not what happened. They became the Baltimore Orioles. So, I mean, St. Louis Browns go to Baltimore Orioles. They didn't go to the St. Louis Cardinals. I found that intriguing, but glad we got that out of the way, figured out what that was. And my other little bit of follow-up from last week. So I mentioned MLB The Show, right? And I said, you can only have one save, and that is partially true. So I figured out there is a section where you can find your other road to the show. So I click on it. Guy's got a different name. You know, it's a completely different person. But when I play that road to the show, it looks the same as the other guy. So I think you can only have one player, but it still used a different name and he still played the different positions. So I don't understand why you can only have one guy who looks one way. But that's how it is, I guess, unless, like I said, unless I'm totally doing something wrong, I'll have to figure it out. But I mean, I have two different saves. One's a left fielder. One's a two-way player as a closer and a third baseman. And they're both the same person with a different name. Does that, that make sense, Drew? That does not. That's and Like I said last week, I'm thinking the current gen, they're not, they don't care about it. They're all about the next gen, the PS5. So maybe you contact Sony San Diego Studios and see, like, hey, what's going on here? Fix my road to the show. I'll tell them I'm a big shot and I have a podcast and they better listen to me. We'll see how that works out. I don't think it will work out well. So let's move on to the stats of the week. The first stat is not even a sports stat. It is something I found and I just found it extremely intriguing. In 2020 alone, 
There were over 1.75 million podcasts, and only 50% of them made it to the seventh episode. So, Drew, congratulations to us. We are better than, what is that, 800,000 podcasts? Yeah, I mean, over that, yeah. We yeah, are go, go us. We've made it to eleven, even. Cool. So yeah, and think about all the bonus episodes we still have, and the bonus episodes to come. We're doing well, and we were talking about going to baseball games, so we'll have more bonus episodes. I mean, we, this is going to be the best summer ever. And our other stat of the week: this is my boy Jason Tatum and MLB no hitters are crazy this year. There has never been a no hitter in MLB and an NBA player scoring 50 points on the same night until this season, and it happened twice. So let me re-say this one more time so we can make sense out of it. In MLB, no one has ever thrown a no-hitter while on the same night a player in the NBA has scored 50 points. So those two things have not happened on the same night ever until this season because Jason Tatum has been the man to score 50 points both times, and one of those was that playing game against the Wizards. Boy, oh boy, did he step up. But I just thought that was a fantastic stat. And Drew, we'll talk about it more coming up. But baseball, no hitters? What is going on this year? There are so many. Yeah, and the main reason for that being, I don't know if you've heard about this, Jordan, with the whole baseball, they, unjuiced, them. they yeah. unjuiced the baseball. And, I mean, we're, we're seeing it because I got some stats about that too where there are, like, only a couple teams batting over 250 this year. And – like there's like the Brewers are almost at 200. They're at like 211, 212 average, which is atrocious. And the Mariners are actually under 200 and they've been no hit twice this year. So, I mean, that is not good. There's been six no hitters and only three teams have been no hit. If I remember right, because I think they all got no hit twice. And I mean, let's real quick before we get to on this day, did you sing the baseball? Let's talk about it here for a minute. What are your thoughts? Because sure, it's cool to have nice pitcher battles here and there, but at this rate, we're going to have 50 no hitters. And at this rate, we're not going to be seeing nearly as much as as excitement because I like seeing teams hit the ball. I mean, I don't like 10 run games every single game, but I also don't like every game being two to one. So like, can they adjust it next year again, please? Like, like put a little more into it. So it's not as juiced as last year, but I thought last year was fun. Yeah, I, I enjoy the home runs, and I think the whole idea of juicing the baseball is great because it kind of brought the fans, it brought younger the younger audience back into the game because who doesn't love watching home runs? And we like the past few years how they kept setting the fran- like the the MLB sing- single season record, like when the it Twins set that going up. in twenty nineteen, the home runs just kept going up. And now this year, oh, I got to correct my stat because there are only seven teams batting above two fifty right now. And in 2019, there were 15 teams batting above 250. And in 2001, there were 27 teams batting above 250. Oh, my Lord. So if, just looking at that right now, and that's just batting average. That's not even home runs. Like, strikeouts are up. Home runs are down. Average is down. And it is – it's not good, man. It, it's just – it's you're losing the younger audience. That, that same younger audience you try to capture, like, even a few years ago is – they're losing because the unjuicing of the ball. So I'm with you. I'm not a big fan of this at all. They're just appealing to pitchers who are complaining that they got too many home runs hit. That's it. I mean, I, I don't like it. I'd rather see all these games. And like you said, a five-year-old, six-year-old, seven-year-old kid, if they see dudes hitting home runs twice a game, they're going to be like, I want to do that. And I want to play and I want to come to games. So, I mean, it's only hurting them in the end business-wise, I would have to assume. But let's go to on this day. It is a baseball-themed on this day. Everything involves baseball. On this day in 1918, Cleveland Indians Stan Kolvetsky sets a club record. Here we go with this again. For most innings pitched, 19 innings as the Indians beat the Yankees 3-2. to two. Drew, we saw this last week too. I mean, these guys are insane. These guys are workhorses indeed. Like the 19 innings oh in one game. Oh, his arm must have been shot after that. I'm pretty sure it was the Cubs last week who did the guy who did 18 and two thirds. And now this guy's doing 19. Unbelievable. On this day in 1929, the Detroit Tigers beat the Chicago White Sox six to five in 21 innings. Do we have a guess on how long that game went? Six hours? My guess, six and a half hours. I, I don't have the actual time. It's just a guess at this point. But I mean, it, I would not watch that game. 21 innings, I'd be gone after probably the 12th. 
I, I might I might stick around, you know, because I like when they start putting position players or they start they have to put like the pitcher in the outfield or like stuff like that happens. I think that's Correct. always good fun to watch. So if it's I'm, like I a, might stick around. If it's a one PM in the afternoon game, it probably would have ended like and it would have been fine. But if this wasn't one of those games that started until seven, eight o'clock, I mean I there's oh no way I would have been able oh to boy. stay up. Yeah, no way. So also, I should mention the date today is May 24th. So when we're talking about on this day, I forget to mention it sometimes. So on this day in 1930, the one and only Babe Ruth homers in both games of a doubleheader, giving him nine home runs in one week. Babe Ruth. Oh, my goodness. On this day in 1935, the first Major League night baseball game. So I guess that answers our question about the Tigers and White Sox must have happened during the day. But that is in Cincinnati. The Reds beat the Phillies two to one. The first night game didn't happen until 1935. One year later, on this day, 1936, Tony Lazier hits two grand slams with 11 RBIs. And Ben Chapman sets a record by reaching first seven times safely as the Yankees beat the A's 25 to two. This just happened, right? Didn't the Braves Braves put up like 20 runs? This yeah, they put up 20 runs, but they didn't put up 25. And Ben or Tony Lazieri, he would have been a fantasy baseball god that game. Imagine having him in your DraftKings. You do a daily lineup. Imagine having that guy. Imagine, yeah. I would have won first place for sure. You wouldn't have even needed anyone else besides him. And then on this day in 1964, the longest home run in Baltimore Memorial Stadium. Harmon Killebrew from Minnesota Twins goes 471 yards. Big blast from him. And let's go right to it. Weekly sports talk moving on. We're talking about baseball last. So, but I, I just thought all those baseball things, there was besides baseball for on this day this week, there wasn't a whole lot of good things. So I just said, we're just going to make a theme out of it. Let's do all baseball. So we did that. And now weekly sports talk segment where we talk all things sports and Last week, we basically covered everything and more. We did high school, NHL, NBA, MLB, NFL. We talked about it all. And why don't we add boxing into the mix this week? Because Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder are set for the trilogy. And Drew, if you remember, weeks ago, I was talking about Fury and Joshua, how that was the fight, and they had so many days to get it done, blah, 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 blah. That didn't happen. I was shocked to see this Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder's trilogy fight is set for July 24th in Las Vegas. It doesn't make any sense to me why the Joshua fight isn't taking place. I don't know. Some people are saying Tyson Fury is a little scared of Joshua and he's kind of ducking him. but that what I want to see now, right? I I'm a big Fury guy. So I want to see Fury beat Wilder again because Wilder in the last fight, the dude said he had 40 pounds of gear on, on his way to the ring and that cost him. And he was tired. Like, that's probably one of the dumbest excuses I've ever heard in my life. So I want to see Fury get the win because the, these two went to a draw the first time. I mean, come on. I say it's rigged for money, and that first time was the draw. So technically, if um, Wilder wins this fight, they're going to have to go to a fourth fight to really settle it because it'll be draw, Fury, Wilder. They would need a fourth fight, which is blows my mind. But Anthony Joshua might be fighting Usyk, and that's very weird because I, I, I just want to see Usyk beat Joshua. And then this Fury Joshua fight never happens. And then Joshua's out all this money. I just think it would be funny if something happens badly and then we never get Joshua Fury as much as a good fight and a big fight that would be for the sport. They didn't book it now. So whatever. I just want to see it blow up in their face and I want to see it cost them. We'll see what happens for sure there. So let's talk some hockey, right? We got a lot of playoffs on our plate at month on our plate at once NBA, NHL, they're all happening. Here and this is a wild, 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 <laughs> wild slate of hockey. And I don't even mean that as a pun for the Minnesota Wild. We'll talk about them. But today, yesterday, I should say, the Nashville Predators tied the series with the Carolina Hurricanes two to two. The Nashville Predators, two wins, are both in double overtime. These games are insane. The Maple Leafs and Canadian series is tie one to one. By now, we'll know if. The Bruins and the Avalanche have advanced in the series. Currently, as we're recording, both teams are playing. The Avalanche are up 3-2 on the Blues with under two minutes to go. So we might have a live update as to who Ooh. wins that game or if it goes to overtime. Bruins and Capitals are tied at zero there in the first period, but the Bruins are leading 3-1 to in that Capital series. We both picked the Boston Bruins. I mean, you picked them to go all the way. 
Yes, sir. They're go- they're going to do it. Go Bruins. <laughs> we'll see about that. But before we get to the wild, some other things, Islanders and Penguins. This has been a great series. So scrappy. I mean, these guys fighting left and right. That tied it to the Tampa Bay Lightning. My pick to repeat and win the Stanley Cup again. They're up Ooh. 3-1 over the Panthers. The Winnipeg Jets are up 2-0 over the Oilers. And I think I think that covers it all because <sighs> Minnesota Wild down 3-1. to one. Drew, listen to this. The Wild won 1-0 in the first game of the playoffs. There was an overtime goal, which won the game. Game two, Wilder up 2-0. to zero. And, No, 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 no. That was game three, I believe. They were up two to zero. I don't even remember at this point. They all go together. Regardless, the Wild are down three to one in this series. They lost, let's see, they won one zero. Yeah, they lost three to one. And then they lost five to two and then lost four nothing. This Wild team has not scored a goal in the second or third period yet this series. This is terrible. And you're... Not good so far, and hopefully they can turn it around because I did pick them to upset in the first round, so let's go. I mean, they play tonight, 9.30 p.m., a little past your bedtime, but that's when they play because of Vegas, so we'll have to see if they can stay alive. I am very worried for this team. You've got to be able to score. They looked so good. They held Vegas to like four shots on goal in the first period in one game, and then the next period, they come out and score like four goals. It's frustrating is one word for it, but I said it's the wild curse. These guys just can't make it past the first round no matter what it is, and that's that. I got nothing else to say about the wild. Let's talk some NBA. The playoffs just got underway. We did our interview with Clay, and we all said Bucks in five, six, something like that. Game one, it was close. The Heat came out early. They were hot. Duncan Robinson, I believe, hit like three threes to start the game. I think it was Duncan. And then the Heat led until about a few minutes left in the second quarter. That's when the Bucks got their first lead. This was my first time watching a full NBA game in probably three years. And I'm not even kidding when I say that. But Jimmy Butler, I'm not a fan of the dude at all. I just don't like him. But he was not really that great. 17 points he had in this game, playing 46 minutes. It went to overtime because Giannis decided not to play defense and just gave Jimmy Butler a wide open lane for the layup. Also. In basketball, in NBA, do they ever call three seconds or do they ever call lane violations on a free throw? Um, They do not really call three seconds is something you hardly see called, at least from what I've seen, from what I've watched this year. And the lane violation, I've actually seen that called a couple of times, but I guess I you didn't see it that game. And Mm-mm. no, you see it more in college, I know. But yeah, college and high school, I guess maybe they watch more. I don't know, but I swear every single time a free throw shot, someone would move early and they didn't do anything. And they called 10 seconds on Giannis at one point because he didn't get the free throw off. And I counted, you know, you have to do like the on your chest, the one, two, three. I counted. I was at seven. So I don't know what official was counting. I didn't see anyone going at it. Well, and then also people were saying Butler didn't get the layup off in time at the end of the game. I didn't really see an issue with that, but I thought that was clean. Just Bucks complaining, but Drew, Bucks win by two thanks to Chris Middleton with the big shot. Oh, for sure. And that was my main thing about that game. Um, I think the Bucks they kind of they played sloppy, but they still came out with the dub. So I thought that was great to see. And like you just mentioned, Middleton with the game winner with 0.5 seconds left over Duncan Robinson. That was a phenomenal shot. I have a Chris Middleton is good shirt. So I mean, I'm <laughs> definitely wearing that uh, today. So if you see me in school, I will probably have that on. And yeah, um, the Giannis 10 second free throw violation. Also, I want to go back to uh, that was an interesting call to say the least. He's never been called for it this year. He's certainly been close because I know, I know you said you didn't watch a lot of games, Jordan, but he always takes his time on those free throws. He just, goes and goes and And it doesn't help either because he still sucks he still is not um, a great free throw shooter he's a little below average right now and the heat were you could see the heat on the sidelines they were like eric spolstro the heat head coach is telling telling the head official like hey you got to be watching this so they definitely their bench definitely played an influence on that call happening and it happened like three minutes left in the game it wasn't like it happened like in the second quarter it it, it was a crucial crucial part of the game and they called that and that, that blew my mind um and another thing was the butler the butler like you mentioned the game tying shot how Giannis kind of went off him 
I don't rem- know if you remember, but in the bubble last year, they won- the Heat won a game with game-winning free throws because of a foul call at the end. Yes. So that I, that could have been, you know, like some memories, and that's why Giannis kind of backed off, I think. But, that happened this season too, right? You sent me like a clip where you said, watch the end of this and tell me if it's a foul or not. Uh, yeah, I think I did because that was actually the game. The Bucks believer, he went to a game and it ended with free throws. Uh, that was the one. The Suns game, the Bucks suns game. And that was a crappy ending. And yeah, so there there have been games that, in the past year for the Bucks that have been decided because of free free throws, literally at the end, like with no time. <laughs> If a game's going to be decided, it has to be done by this Chris Middleton shot. It can't be done by free throws. Like, there is no more deflating way to leave a stadium than seeing your team lose a game because a foul got called at the end. And, I mean, we could talk for days about referees and fouls and what they call and what they don't call, but we're not going to do that. We're just going to lock playoffs fresh. Phoenix Suns beat the Lakers. They lead 1-0. Sixers over the Wizards, 1-0. Blazers over the Nuggets, 1-0. Nets beat the Celtics. I was very sad watching that Saturday night. I was watching the Wild, UFC, and the Boston Celtics. I mean, it was a night, and literally everyone good lost. The Celtics lost, the Wild lost, and my boy Cody Garbrandt, he lost. So it was just terrible Saturday night. Mavericks beat the Clippers, and then the Bucks beat the Heat, as we said. So there is that. Anything on the play-in tournament you wanted to touch on? LeBron, Curry, anything? No? Um, well, the play-in tournament, I watched I watched one of the games. I can't remember which one now, but I think I watched the uh, Warriors-Grizzly playoff. The last one. Game. The last one, yeah. Um, I, I don't know if I really like the play-in tournament because the stats don't really count for the playoffs or anything. It's just kind of games, which I don't know. I, I, think, I think it was kind of cool, but I'm, I'm done with it after this year. I am, I am looking forward to these playoffs now, and we got game two now tonight with the Bucks. The heat at the Bucks, so we're hoping the Bucks do well again. Hopefully, they don't allow the Heat to make 15 more threes than them, like we saw. The on threes Saturday. controlled the first game, and if it wasn't for them, the Heat would not have been in it. Oh, for sure. What the, you mentioned, Duncan Robinson, Jimmy Neutron is what we call him because he looks just like Jimmy Neutron. He had a lot of threes, and they shot 40 percent from the three point the three-point line. So, I mean, the way they're going to try to win this series is by threes. And I think the Bucks. I think if they, they stay strong defensively, I think we talked about that even in our interview last Thursday. If they stay strong defensively, they got this series in five or six. Besides a few possessions, I thought defense was pretty well. Like, it didn't pick up until a little later in the game, second quarter, mid whatever it was. But, hey, I thought they did just fine. And speaking of doing fine, it's Scooter Henderson. This kid, 17 years old. And he has signed a million dollar deal with the G League. Can you imagine? Like this kid has said, nope, not doing college, not going straight to pros. I'm going to the G League for a million dollars. I had uh, honestly, I'd never even heard of this kid before, but boy, oh boy, he must be good if he's signing a million dollar deal with the G League. I wish I could do that at 17. Yeah, I. that's incredible and like we talked about the this is the beginning of the end of like college like if they don't get paid if those athletes are not going to get paid they're going to go the g league route we saw a guy like jalen green do it last year where he said instead of going to college and playing for like i guess your education is basically what you're playing for i'm going to go make some money right now i'm going to go build my brand instead of spending those years in college and i'm going to focus on my future and for basketball and I don't know. I think we're seeing this a lot more and more where we just keep seeing it. And unless those athletes get paid there, this is going to just keep happening. I think, bro, we could do a whole hour episode on if college athletes should be paid or not. I did an eight page paper on it last year. What do you real quick? Tell me, should they be paid? Um, oh, come on, Jordan. I Putting think, you on the spot. I think for the money that they're bringing in, the revenue they bring in, I think they deserve at least something more than, I mean, they're getting education. Don't get me wrong. They're getting paid. They're getting paid through their education, but I think there should be some, they should be able to make money off their own name, like their name. Like, you know, like they're like, Oh yeah. 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 yeah likeness. I think, yeah. Their likeness. I think they should totally be able to make money off that. Or like they should be able to sign autographs. I think that's dumb that they can't do that. Like, I don't know about getting like a salary. Maybe I, I think that might be a little too far, but I think they should be able to be, they should be able to make money off their brand or name. 
good. We're basically on the same page there. Like, good. tell if Luca Garza came and did an autograph signing in Wisconsin, I'd be there. Like, be, dude, yeah. these yeah. these guys would be huge. All the big name players. I'm certainly we could definitely discuss that. But we're gonna move on to baseball here. Albert Pujols has signed with the Dodgers, and the dude hits a home run in one of his first games. I was blown away by the signing, though. I thought Pujols for sure was going to retire, but Drew, he's a Dodger now. Yeah, that, this kind of shocked me, and we saw that that horrific Angels signing that occurred in like tw- in 2011 with that mega contract. He was on his last year, and then he got released. And like you said, he he probably should have retired. I'm going to read you something here, Jordan. Okay, his his career war so that's the wins above replacement which for people who don't know that's going to be an advanced stat and what it does it measures a player's value in all facets of the game by deciphering how many more wins he's worth than a replacement level player at his same position so like for example Albert Poulos is a first baseman so his position's more weighted on off offense because like you don't really have like a fielding first baseman like that's not yeah catch the ball you know but Mm -hmm. that's certainly yeah, like Keston here, like you can play guys like him at first. So it's a more weight offensively weighted position. So his war in the, his first 11 seasons at, at the St. Louis Cardinals was 81.2, which is a phenomenal. Good that's Lord. Hall of Fame, like first ballot. That That's phenomenal. And then with the Angels in the past a little over nine seasons was 5.6 cumulative war. So, oh, my God. That shows how horrible. And then it's like a past- 14th of what he was. Oh, yeah. And plus now he's been like, even these past few years, his career war has gone down. So like he's been mm. like below, below replacement level. So he's been below average at first, basically. And with advanced stats pointing, pointing that out. I mean, the Angels finally made the their choice and they let him go. But. Yeah, I was, I thought for sure this dude was done and going to retire, but no, he's staying around. I don't know why the Dodgers signed him, but the, Shohei Otani, can we talk about this man? Can we please talk about this man and what he's doing this year as a pitcher? Okay. I mean, he's, he's, he's a mighty fine pitcher. I mean, he's played six games. He's only one and all though, because a lot of no decisions. He started everyone, got a 2.37 ERA, 45 strikeouts in 30 innings pitched. And um, oh, boy, oh boy, this guy has 14 home runs and he's a pitcher, 35 RBIs, six stolen bases. He's batting at 268, which is like better than the entire Brewers offense. Shohei Otani, I have nothing but good things to say about this man as a two-way player. The things he is doing is insane and I don't think he's getting enough credit. I think when you mentioned Babe Ruth in this day in sports history, he instantly came to my mind because the modern day Babe Ruth we are watching right now, ladies and gentlemen, Nailed it. you are seeing a guy who's throwing 101 uh, on the gun for his fastball. And then he's hitting four and 50 foot home runs. Like when, when have you seen that? You've never seen it. And like, we haven't, no, none of us could watch Babe Ruth. I mean, Gary Micelli knew someone who shook his hand, but, or That's like awesome. who talked to him and he shook that guy's <laughs> hand. But we have not seen that, seen anyone like it since. So, that's and he's, great to see. He's only been in the league three years. He debuted in 2018. Like the things this man is going to, I saw someone say, if this man was a Dodger, he would be like the most marketable player in sports because he would be on posters. He would be on billboards. He would be on commercials. And I mean, that's just looking at markets because he's stuck on the angels right now. It's him and Mike Trout against the world. But if this man was on like a big market team, like the Dodgers undoubtedly would be one of the biggest names in the world. But other than that, I mean, Otani has such a bright future, and hopefully these things continue because, boy, is he a treat to watch. And, Drew, I know you got some other guys you wanted to talk about here real quick. So here we go. I We have a little segment I wanted to implement. It's called Drew's Views. So if you remember from Jordan and I, our WOMT days, this yes. uh, it was this previous spring. I guess it was kind of winter still. I but- just got my award, by the way. I mean, look at that thing. Beautiful, the Wisconsin Broadcasters Association Award. And Chris Sizzler shook my hand today, Manitowoc coach, Bandits coach, and he said, Congrats on the award. That is great to hear, Mr. Lorenz. I am very, we are all very proud of you for your award here at Jordan and Drew, the sports crew. And yeah, this this segment, I'm going to just highlight some players who have really, like, who have been breakout candidates this year. And they've been like phenomenal guys, might not be guys you guys have heard of, but like, I'm going to start right away. 
Jesse Winker is my first guy. And boy, if you watch this Brewers and Reds series this past weekend, you will know this guy's name. He had five home runs in the series. He had three on Friday. He's been he's been phenomenal. He's batting above 350. His op, his OPS is over a thousand. It's just he's been he's been something else this year. He's batting leadoff too as an outfielder. He's always had really that true potential, but like this year, he's just he's really we're just really seeing it. He's a Hank Aaron award candidate this year. Like he's probably the front runner in the NL so far. Like offensively, he's been great. Jordan, do you have anything to say about Jesse Winker? I haven't watched any of the Brewer games this week, but I have been keeping up and I've been seeing these numbers and Hank Aaron award. That's crazy. We're like a fourth of the way into the year or something like that. And if he can keep this up, he's hitting big bombs and he's batting very, very well. So we'll see what Winker can do. He's certainly a name I wasn't familiar with coming into this year. And yeah, he was, a lot of people did not know who he was. And here's a guy that uh, like, I didn't even know who he, who or how good he was. Adolis Garcia from the Texas Rangers. Have you heard that name? No. He is 28 years old and he is batting 295 this year. I mean, that's, that's very good. And then he's Mm -hmm. got 14 home runs, which is tied for second in baseball. And then he's got Otani has 14 home runs. So he's must be tied with Otani. And then he has 37 RBIs, which he's tied for fourth. And then his OP, he's got an OPS at 950. So this guy's been, an offensive threat for the Texas Rangers this year who have not been that great statistically. He's playing right field and he has just been something else this year for the Rangers have never been doing that well. So it's good that they've got a guy like this to kind of build the team around. And then I got another guy for to talk about the Yerminator, Yermin Mercedes. And I'm sure people have heard about him. We, I mean, we, we know the three Oh incident where he swung, on a, when a position player was pitching and he got a lot of crap for it. I don't know if you saw Jordan. Yeah. The unwritten rules of baseball thing. Yeah. Which is crap. He's batting 347 this year. He's been, I mean, he's only got six home runs, but he's getting on base. He's, he's hitting extra base hits. He's got 931 OPS and he's just been a hitting machine. He is, he's such a great hitter. I mean, I, I've just watched some of his highlights. He really, he gets inside the baseball Jordan and he just, he takes the ball like opposite field. He'll go, he'll go, he'll get singles to the right. He'll go up the middle. He'll pull the ball to the left. He's just such a great hitter. Like he, he understands just like what to do, like where the, when the ball is just pitched to him, he just knows where to hit it. And it's just situational baseball, as they say, is he an everyday player? Yeah. He's everyday. He's the, he's been DHing for them. And. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, he's everyday DH. That makes sense. Yeah. So he's been. A great player. He's definitely a rookie of the year candidate. I've seen him everywhere being like rookie of the year. And he's, he's only, tw- or he's already 28 years old. So he's a 28 year old rookie. He's finally That's... got his shot in the majors and he's really just take, making the most of it. I love stories like that where all these dudes who've been triple A for life, as they say, but then they finally get called up. I mean, 28 years old, you're looking at Luis Urias. He's like 23 or something like that. And I mean, these yeah. guys are young nowadays, but Good for him. And please, please, baseball, bring Universal DH back. Just give it to us. Yeah, last year that was so much fun. We just watched the ball fly with all the with the DHs for both leagues. And Jordan, that's all I got for the players. So let's move on to our Brewer, Brewer talk. Brewer time, baby. Oh, breaking news: the Avalanche have swept the Blues. So Colorado Avalanche, first team to advance. They win four nothing. This team is dominant and a lot of people are saying favorites to win the stanley cup so only time will tell but boy oh boy drew keston Hira is back Let's he's go. batting a 438 in triple a it, it took him a little bit of time to get going but he now has three home runs seven rbi six doubles 14 hits eight runs and it's in 32 at bats so i mean this guy he struck out 13 times he almost does as many strikeouts as hits strikeout number is still high but keston here seems to be back yeah he's been making solid contact again and i don't know i, I think he, yeah, he had a home run today too like he's hit home, three straight home runs in like consecutive games so that's been great to see but the one guy we lost on the triple a team i don't know if you saw this D strange Gordon was, yeah, they let him go after the trade. What is this? What is up with that? They had to free up. They must've had to free up a spot or we haven't looked at his numbers. So he must've not been producing, but like, there you go. I got him right here. He's doing pretty good. Well, he's batting a three thirty three, 
14 of 42. He's like, I mean, he's got as many hits as Hira and 10 more at bats. He's got 10 runs on the year, two doubles, a triple, a home run, two ribbies, only struck out five times. He's got two stolen bases, three walks. He's well, not doing chose, bad. They chose Daniel Robertson over him is what I, what I see. Cause like, you know, I mean, Robertson had that big home run on Saturday, which was great to see, but now he's on the big league roster and they, they took him over, um, over D Gordon when uh, Hira got optioned down. So I guess that's the route David Stearns wanted, wants to take. And in Stearns, we trust. So I guess if he released D Gordon, we're going to have to accept it and we'll, we'll go from there. We got to, yeah, we got to trust him. There's nothing else we could do. Port. I feel bad for the guy though. Like what's he going to do now? Where is D stranger Gordon going to go? Man changes his name and gets caught in AAA. That's really sad, but let's talk some brewers here. I have won again in the Brewers Prediction Challenge. I have won four weeks straight. I should get a bonus pick for predicting the correct record. I would have won two of those. But I'm leading four to one in this category. Brewers go two and three this week. Wasn't looking good at the start of the week. Lose both games to the Royals, two nothing. And then six to four. Then they lose to the Reds right away, nine to four. I'm like, dude, they're not going to get a win all week. And then... They win the series. They beat the Reds 4-3 and 9-4. Big nine-run game yesterday. Brewers have um, Christian Yelich hitting home runs. He hit a home run. His first hit back is a home run. He was 0 of 10 to start, and this is his first home run of the year. I I hate when people jump the gun like I did with Hira, too, and say he's back because certainly we're going to need Hira hitting consistently at a big league level, and could have been a lucky shot for Yelich. I don't want to say he's back quite yet, but finally, finally, the dude shows the power that we need him for. Yeah, that, that was a good thing to see in Sunday's game. And I certainly hope that we're going to see more of that from Yelich because if we get that bat back, this offense would get that, just get that kickstart, you know, it needs. And, it, and then Andy Haynes, won't, we don't have to see fire Andy Haynes on Twitter anymore. We'll see extend Andy, Andy Haynes maybe, but. Complete 180 on him, huh? Yeah, that's. I mean, that's how the media is, you know. With that's with very true. I mean, that's how fans are too. Like we're all like, "Boo!" Like this team's the worst team we've seen, and then they go on a seven-game win streak, and we're just, we're just cheering and saying like, and just praising the team. So it's just being a fan is like that, you know. Yeah, there's ups and downs to say the least. I mean, speaking of ups and downs, this trade. Are we ready to talk about the trade or anything else from the week? Uh, do you want to make our predictions, or should we? You want to go trade? We'll do trade, and then we'll talk next week. All right, let's go. So this trade, right? Brewers acquire shortstop Willie Adames and right-handed pitcher Trevor Richards from the Rays. And who do they give up? J.P. Fireisen and Drew Rasmussen. Rasmussen, eh, sure, whatever. He's a reliever. We got plenty of relievers. Brewers give up J.P. Fireisen for Trevor Richards. And on the surface, you see they get a shortstop. Have they given up on Luis Urias already? Because certainly... It's leaning towards that way, and they've put him on second, I saw, as Adamus yep. is, or Adamus is playing short. That's not a good sign if you're Luis Urias. So I think Luis Urias, I, I think definitely he's not going to be the everyday shortstop anymore. We're going to see him. We're going to see him at third. We're going to see him at second. And, we, I mean, we're going to see him there, of course, when Adamus has a day off. But, like, when Wong has a day off, maybe if Shaw gets injured, Wong gets injured again, you know, he, he's going to have to be that guy now where he's going to be moving around. So, like, he, he's he going to be a terrible third baseman, though. He can't make throws from short to first. How is he going to throw from third to first? He's got a great arm. He just doesn't have the accuracy. I mean, we, we've seen he, he make some flashy plays. He's got a, yeah, he's got a great arm. It's just – It's all in his head. It, it must be because they – Brewers – but they have a lot of options now. And when Hira comes back, I think Urias might be the odd man out because him and Dan – Urias and Daniel Robertson are kind of, like, in the same place right now where they're both – middle infielders they'll play third maybe if need be and they both are kind of just like they're going to be bench players now and it's it's a bummer to see but like if you don't perform at this level I mean you're going to get replaced and that's what's gonna that's what's happening right now I'm glad you mentioned that because I was going to say Robertson was that guy and now Urias kind of falls into that same category in this trade is Willie going to be an everyday player for this team I mean we're gonna see I think he will and I'm I got some stats sure and I want to read you please do Willie Thomas, you know, he's 25 years young. Um, and Carlos Gomez also, I don't know if you saw when, when they traded for him, Gomez was very excited to see him in a brewer uni and he wanted him to wear 27, his number. So I thought that was cool to see a little and, passing of the torch. Well, yeah. And 
one stat that really just opened my eyes to Willie Adamas is in 2020. So, you know, 60 game season, smaller sample size, but he struggled significantly at Tropicana field home of the Tampa Bay Rays. Oh, I he did had, see this. He had a 570 OPS at home compared to a 1,008 OPS. So an OPS over a thousand at a way ballpark. So I'm thinking, you know, that Miller park effect, like that we saw with Yelich where his just numbers blew up at Miller park. I'm hoping we see that with Willie Adamas because we haven't had a short, a good shortstop for the Brewers since like Gene Segura's like 2013 breakout year. It's been abysmal. It's been not, they have had no offensive production. They have RCF for a little bit of stretches where he does good. And then he just, but other than that, I I actually like this trade. I I like this trade. And I know JP fires in, you give him up like, which you aren't a fan of, but yeah, no. I mean, you said you were a fan, and I was like, eh, like, there's good parts about it, but there's also bad parts about it. And here we go. We wouldn't be in this position if we still had Arcia. Like, I don't understand why we got rid of Arcia, but we did, and you have to live with that, and you can't get it back. Jacob Nottingham, though, I it made me think of him real quick. This dude is all over the place. I feel terrible for Jacob Nottingham. I do, too. I mean, he... You go, go ahead. All right. Well, he, he gets picked up. I mean, oh my he gets, God. we release him. Or we DFA him, the the Mariners pick him up, and then they DFA him, then we pick him up. He starts against the Dodgers last week or a couple weeks ago. He hits that home run, he gets DFA'd again, and now he's gone again. So just the love hate the love hate story of Jacob Nottingham presented by the Milwaukee Brewers is what we have been seeing so far this past month. Yeah, I I just wanted to mention that because the RC thing made me think of that is poor guy, like this dude. What do you, I don't even know what you do with your family and you move and you do this. It's just got to be the worst position in the world, but we'll see. Also, I saw something that Brewers might be looking to get Jesus Aguilar back. Did you see this? I did see those rumors. You know how happy I was to see those. Oh, yes. Jesus Aguilar, that'd be great. They're just rumors at this point, but hey, where would Hira go if we got Jesus back at first? Um, You know what? He hasn't been performing, but maybe they, I don't know what they do with him. I, I, I couldn't tell you. Yeah, I know. That's why I'm confused. Because then you got Shaw, you've got Adamas, you've got Urias, you've got Robinson, you got Wong, you've got Hira. Like, we're, I don't want to say we're stacked, but we've got too many guys if Jesus we, we comes back. We said that at the start of the year, Jordan. Do you remember what happened? Everyone got hurt. Uh huh. And we haven't, hey, let's not jinx it now. We haven't had any injuries in a while. Like, this team's been finally doing pretty healthy. I think the thing was, Last year, small sample size. They didn't get to play much. Spring training, you know, everything comes back. And now they just came out a little too hot, a little too fast, and they all got hurt. I think they got it out of them. So let's mention Trevor Richards before we get out of here and do our predictions. 28 years old, has pitched parts of four seasons with Miami and Tampa Bay. This is terrible. The next thing I'm about to say, he's gone 10 and 21 with a 4.42 ERA in 70 games, 52 starts as a atrocious record and he posts a 0-0 record with a 4.5 ERA and one save in six relief appearances this season so I'm not too against that those stats those are okay having having him as a reliever 4.5 ERA a little high but it it's always higher for relievers and he's got a save this year which was his first career save and I mean the Brewers aren't going to use this guy as a starting pitcher but I really liked what they had going on with Fire Eisen, Williams, Hader that one two three combo Fire Eisen was really becoming a star. We talked about it right before we went on. Potential all-star maybe or consideration. Now he's gone. So, I mean, final thoughts on the trade. I know you said you kind of like it, but I feel like it's one of those where in the long run, maybe it'll pay off or it'll be like, wow, why did we do that trade? I was always, I'm, I've always been a big fan of William Adamas and he's got a cannon too. Like he's got a better arm than Arias, I think even. And I really like this trade. Like I'm, I think Brewers won the trade. I am. I know they gave up Fire Eisen, Rasmussen. I'm okay with giving up, but I think Rasmussen and Richards are basically just a swap there. But I'm gonna go Brewers win this trade right now, and we'll, we'll of course we'll see how it pays off. But I, I think they got it. I think this was yeah. a great trade by David Stearns. And I certainly can't say they won the trade yet. I mean, we gotta see how the pitcher does. And Adamus, I'm fine with him. I've never had a problem with him, but just getting rid of Fire Eisen seemed a bit too much. We'll see. Maybe Fire Eisen does absolutely terrible all of a sudden. Maybe he just sucks now that he's not a Brewer. Time will tell. That's how it always works with trades. So let's look ahead to this week. Brewers, a four-game series against the Padres, 640 tonight, Tuesday and Wednesday, 1210 on Thursday. There's that afternoon game. No off days this week. 
because Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we get a series with the Nationals. Noon game on Sunday, 6.05 on Friday and 6.15 on Saturday. Why can't they just pick a time? Why does it have to be 6.05 and 6.15? Just stick to one time. But, Drew, you've been losing four weeks in a row. I'm letting you go first again. Try and redeem yourself. Brewers are hot. They won two in a row. Okay. So, I do like – I'm just going to break down my pick here a bit. Um, you know, we got the Padres number. I say we take three out of four of them. Yeah. I'm What's not that? against that. I and, think we'll probably win the first two, probably. I think they'll stay yeah, hot a bit. Well, I think with Woodruff and Burns starting, I think you win those first two. And, well, I don't know. They don't get run support. Well, I, they should get run support, but they don't. Yeah, what is right. Burns now? Is he two and I'm three sure. still? Or I, I know Woodruff's two and two with a 1.58 ERA, which is... Just, yeah, their ERAs are disrespectful. insane. And I say they win three out of four with the Padres, and then they... Uh, I say they go four and three. I say they lose a series. They lose the series with the Nats. At they take they win one of them. I don't know which one they win. One four and three. You know what? I'll do it. Five and two this week. Brewers bold, are gonna have a hot bold. week. They've won two in a row. All they need is a few runs, and they'll have run sport. Like you said, Padres. That's fine. We can beat the Padres. We beat them last time. Can we though? I mean, who knows? We'll have to see. Corbin Burns two and three is his record. One point seven nine ERA. That's just insane. This dude has under two ERA, and he's got the, no run support at all. Woodruff is oh, it doesn't give me his record two right away. Two with a one point five eight. Okay, I'll take your word for it. But I'll write this down right now. I'm going five and two in the last week of May. No, and Drew's not. going four and three. I mean, maybe it's a give me week to you. Maybe it's a real easy one, but I think going bold for once, you're usually the one who goes bold saying that over 500. And I was like, no, they're not going to do well. And who knows? Maybe Keston here gets called up this week. I doubt it, but you never know. It's a possibility. I'm down. I'm, I mean, it's, will he be able to keep up? I think. So here's the issue, right? Real quick, before we go to trivia, the issue with Keston Hira is, what if all of a sudden he gets into a massive slump again in AAA? You don't want to keep him down there for too long because right now he's on cloud nine. Dude's hitting home runs and game after game after game. He's doing well. He's hitting the ball. Sure, he's still striking out, but everyone's going to strike out. If you keep him down there for too long and he starts slumping again and gets in his own head, he might never be back. So, like, bring him up to the majors. Get him going again. If he does poorly, you can always send him back down again to get his confidence up. It's just a matter of time before he gets called up, in my opinion. Anything else, or should we do some trivia? I want trivia. I'm going to go five for five. Let's go. Well, I'm glad you said that because it, we're not spinning the wheel this week. We are doing something special. Milwaukee Bucks playoff trivia. I had oh, this what? scheduled. Yes, 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 yes. I had this scheduled for our Bucks interview, but it went 40 minutes, and I didn't want to ruin anything. I didn't want it to go too long. So I said, nope, I'm going to put it here. I'm not wasting my time on all these questions and not using them. True or false, Drew? The Bucks made the conference finals in the 2000-2001 season. True. It is true. They lost to the Sixers 70, in seven yep. games. The AI-led Sixers. Yeah, yeah, way back then, huh? Basically when I was born. True. And this is no, not a true or false. This is a, you got to pick a team in this one. The Bucks got swept by who? In the 1985-86 conference finals, pick a team. The Bucks got swept by the Boston Celtics. They sure did. That is a great call. Back in 85-86, were you secretly alive back then? No, I just, I remember, you know, I thought Larry Bird, conference yeah. finals, it had to be them. I thought it wouldn't be too, too hard, and they're my favorite team too, so kind of a little, little hint. Next question. When was the last season the Bucks missed the playoffs? Oh boy, because there is, I know what season it is. I guess got to think which one it was because there is one. I know season... what season it is. I just got to think yeah, which one it was. That's a good says. quote. <laughs> it's either 2014, 2015, or 2015, 2016. I'm going to say 2015, 2016. Indeed, it is. Yes. That is correct. You picked the right one. We also got a new Instagram follower in live recording. So good for us. Next question back to true or false. The Heat swept the Bucks in the opening round of the 2013-2014 playoffs. True, they did. Yep. You I was at one of those games. On. I was at game four. Really? Fun fact. Yes, I was. Wow. So I kind of gave that one to you there. It was pretty easy. Yeah. Four of four. When's the last time you went five of five? Was it the trivia with Robert Chimmick? <laughs> yeah. 
episode two. So nine episodes later, will Drew get a five for five? Final question. This is tough. This is a tough question. We know the Bucks' first and only championship was in 1971, right? We talked about that the other week or something. We got that covered. When was the last time the Bucks made it to the finals? And I need you to give me a year. 1972 to 1973. Oh, my God. You missed it by a year. Darn it was 73-74. Oh, no. Oh, my goodness. That, that hurts. That hurts. You missed it by a year. Four or five. Not a bad way to start season two with trivia, though. Oh, my goodness. It's like Clay's... when I lost my point in the Shimmick tiebreaker. <laughs> lost in the Shimmick one. Clay's oh. not going to be happy with you. Losing by one year. Four or five, though. What a way to start season two. I mean, we've got our wheel coming up. Yeah. We'll get to it. I love doing just bonus trivias like this, though. It's all fun. And I like when they're timely and they fit right in. So. I mean, that's all I got. What an episode this week. I thought it turned out way better than I expected because I wasn't that prepared for this episode. I came home from the bandits and I ate some food and I came to record. Like usually I sit down, look at stats, look things up, but I really didn't have a whole lot of time, but we got it done. Let's go. Episode 11, finish it off. Drew, follow us on Instagram, follow us on Apple Podcasts, follow us on YouTube and follow you on your new Twitter. Yeah, follow me on Drew Skyberg, D-R-A-W-S-K-Y-B-E-R-G. All right, that's, that's all. One. That's all we got. That's all we got. Follow me, Jordan Law underscore PXP. And that's it. Coming up with no bonus episodes this week, I don't believe. But Drew's got a special bonus planned sometime soon, whether it's in the next week, next month, something like that. We're going to keep that under wrap for now. We won't tell you what it is, but week and a half away. Summer sports spectacular, baby. I am so excited. I think I'm going to watch the game on Wednesday. I don't have to work on Wednesday, my first off day in like, two weeks i'm like a brewer no off days for me but we'll figure it all out it's coming very very soon but thank you all for listening to episode 11 of jordan and drew the sports crew the perfect podcast for you